Hello there, and welcome to Film Roy here at Bunkerzilla UK. It's the place where we digest the latest movie releases across the cinematic spectrum. I am your host, Ian Bolton, and I am joined, as always, by my cinematic partner in crime. It is Christian R. Allen. Hello, how are you today? I'm doing fine. Lots, lots of things. We, there, there are a lot of movie releases going on at the moment. It's like for it's like there's nothing new coming out in cinemas, but there's or big tentpole releases, but there's still loads of films still just kind of like popping up all over the place. There's too um, many films. I can't watch them all. Yes. You need to stop Hollywood. Stop now. Or well, basically the indie independent labels are having fun. They're going, mm. oh yeah, perfect time for us to get our film up because we've got no competition. <laughs> so um so yeah it's like uh in in the coming weeks we'll be t- uh, well I'll I, probably I'll be talking about Honest Thief of Liam Neeson and there's also Pixie as well which has just come out at UK Cinema's Irish road comedy crime caper which I like the look of um I think as well the new Sofia Coppola has just arrived on on Apple uh, and also yes. in a few select cinemas as well so um you can't say there's no sort of there's no sort of drought of uh, new releases. There are plenty to be going on, and we've got one of the high-profile releases to talk about today. So the Netflix original movie machine is ramping up with bigger releases appearing on the streaming giants. And when you have the talents of screenwriter Aaron Sorkin involved, you surely must be on to a winner. Are the people ready to make opening arguments? At the defense table. Abby Hoffman, Jerry Rubin, Dave Dellinger, Rennie Davis, Lee Weiner, John Freund, Tom Hayden, and Bobby Seale. These defendants had a plan, and the plan was to incite a riot. I call this portion of the trial with friends like these. <laughs> my trial's begun without my lawyer. The court assumes you are being represented by the Black Panther sitting behind you. The riots were started by the Chicago Police Department. Sustained. Nobody objected. So, the latest high-profile Netflix movie sees award-winning screenwriter Aaron Sorkin return to the director's chair with The Trial of the Chicago 7 and features a talented ensemble featuring Eddie Redmayne, Sasha Baron Cohen, Mark Rylance, Joseph Gordon-Levitt, and Jeremy Strong. The film is a dramatization based on the infamous 1969 trial of seven defendants charged by the federal government with conspiracy and more, arising from the countercultural protests in Chicago at the 1968 Democratic National Convention. The trial and its defendants would transfix America and spark conversations about mayhem intended to undermine the US government. Aaron Sorkin, very talented screenwriter, uh, Social Network, West Wing, Molly's Game, uh, even the Steve Jobs film. I think Danny Boyle directed as well. Yes, um, he did write that. Lot, lots of, he has a lot of uh, work based in sort of real life events per se. I think it's kind of say that if you wanted to have a dramatization about a real life event, Aaron Sorkin's the person you kind of go to straight away. Um, so yes, let's talk about Trials Chicago 7. Um off the bat, I'm very happy to say this is a terrific ensemble piece with really good performances by the key players. What are your initial thoughts? Yeah, pretty much the same, to be honest. I um, I, I have my reservations about this particular mm. film. Um, I don't think it holds up as well as, as Sorkin's previous efforts, including The Social Network, which is mm. one of my favourite movies to come up in the last 10 years anyway. Yeah. Um, and I do have a problem with the... I don't feel as though... The cast, it's going to sound rather silly because it's an ensemble piece, obviously, but I, I feel like there are fantastic names attached to this piece and they're all incredibly talented and they all mm. they all perform perfectly well. Yeah. But I never really get a sense of there's a standout performance in the film. Um, oh. enough, nothing here I can see really sort of 
be resonating beyond. Like I can't imagine many of these being picked up in the sort of award seasons. I think if I was to kind of pick out any performance that is memorable for me, it would probably be Franklin Geller as Judge Hoffman. Because, yeah. because he is in one sense, uh, and the way the film depicts him, it's kind of like, he is technically kind of like one of your main villains of the piece. And, it, and basically it's the way this film, that what the film highlights is how some of these charges made absolutely no sense, especially, especially when- <laughs> Have, you, like, have you, you never looked into the American judicial system, my friend? Uh, that's that's a conversation for another time. But mm. you look at certain you look at certain elements of this trial. I mean, the whole the whole story regarding Bobby Seale's involvement in the trial to begin with is just is just bonkers. It's bizarre. It it doesn't make sense, and legally it shouldn't make sense. But yet, all basically, this was a judge that was clearly incompetent. Clearly, possible. Uh, clearly, had a sense of motive of what he was doing. Oh, absolutely. Or, and and it, it, the real history bears this out as well. Yeah. I mean, um, I mean it, it's just, I think Langella stands out because it just shows how frightening the, the wielding of that power was at the time. And, the, and throughout the film, there was always a sense of dread of whatever the defendants proved, it was going to get batted down for a ridiculous reason. You've got moments in this film where uh, the judge decides not to let anyone hear testimony because he thinks it's not important, despite the fact it's incredibly important because it's, it, and he's making, he's making up sort of decisions and rulings as they go along. And it's, and on one side you can go, go, oh yeah, it's, just, it's a, it's a senile judge. But on the other side is like, this is a terrifying representation of the legal system. No, and I, it, it was clear, it, it, I mean, he does fulfill the role as the, he's clearly, an antagonist, and yeah. um, I was interested just how how much truth in this portrayal there was, and uh, so I did a little bit, a little bit of reading afterwards, and it seems mm. fairly fairly authentic representation of the, of the trial. Yeah, um, there are there are some elements of the film that are slightly fabricated. Um, there is a, a portion where the U.S. government ha- reveals that they have had informants. Um, within the sort of different groups that these characters... I'd imagine they were fictionalised, weren't they? Some some of them were true. Uh, ones like uh, Jeremy Strong's uh, girlfriend or, or or undercover girlfriend. Ippy infiltrator. Yeah, yeah, that apparently, according to some of the sort of like the fact checks, did not really happen. But oh, that was one of my favourite subplots. Yeah. <laughs> I'd, imagine, I'd imagine it's trying to capture the sort of the, sort of the, the genuine bizarreness of the attempts of the um the state to infiltrate what is effectively a group of pretty harmless individuals to be honest yeah that- uh, the, the overreaction of, of the um of the government of the uh, in the 1960s to crush the counterculture movement i mean it's interesting we have in this day and age an idea of the 60s being all woodstock peace and yeah. love but it really wasn't it was an incredibly violent time in america's history mm-hmm. and i think the, the film definitely captures that that um, atmosphere of the time very well. Um, I, I do, I do agree with you. The judge character is by far the most, um, the most compelling performance in the entire mm. film. I don't, I, I don't think that's a fault of any of the cast. The cast are oh, excellent no. and they, they, they perform well, but it's just a case of, we don't really have much time to focus on any one individual. The, the, one of my favorite scenes of the movie is when, um, um, uh, when Sasha Baron Cohen's character, Abby Hoffman, who's kind of, he's 
almost the complete opposite side of the same coin when it comes to um, Eddie Redmayne's character, Tom Hayden. Yeah. Tom Hayden being this um, conservative appearing, respectable side of the Democratic Party. And then the Abby Hoffman character is basically the, um, the sort of psychedelic clown figure. Mm. And they're two, they, although they clearly have the same motivations, the same goals, they're, they're at, they're, they're, the way in which they want to achieve those are so contradictory and it, 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 it kind of t- touched into a lot of problems the left are experiencing today, in um, especially sort of um, the. Um, I don't want to bog this review too much into sort of the politics, although it's kind of unavoidable with mm. this kind of film. But it, it, it's, it's interesting how a film that's depicting the late 1960s felt very, very, um, very now. Yeah. I, I very prescient, very um, yeah. It, it felt more. I mean, I'm, I'm, and I don't think that's because the film reflects is necessarily aiming to reflect today. I think it's just we're in a similar time in history. Mm. Um, you know, I always say that Braveheart isn't a film about the 1200s; it's a film about the 1990s. It, it tells you more about Scottish independence than it does about what happened during the medieval period. And um, so, so most. I try to take the same attitude with most historical pieces, but uh, it's, there's definitely a lot of crossover between today and the 60s, which came up with, um, as I watched it. Yes, yeah, so going back to my point, the, the, the only real stand-up scene for me was when Tom Hayden and Abby Hoffman basically have a, mass, uh, a big row about the, the styles in which they are attempting to uh, bring about um, a better world and like peace mm-hmm. in Vietnam. Um, and it's, um, I, I don't want to give too much away, obviously, because it's, it's quite emotionally climatic part of the film, mm. but that was the only real moment I felt that these two performers were able to act as opposed to just playing a character, mm. if that makes sense. No, that makes uh, sense. That makes sense. Yeah. But again, I, I think that's just because of the nature of the beast, this is, this is a lot of history being crammed into this film. And I, I honestly don't know what I would take, you know, take out if I would have, streamline it a little bit more, make it more focused on one or two characters because it's, it's, it's not, it's not any individual story it is a collective piece, obviously. You know what? I think one way that could have worked or one way is you either make a, a longer film, which mm. I wouldn't have had a problem with. No, no, I, I think it I, been easily three hours and I'd have been quite content. Yeah. Or it turns into like a mini, like a big budget mini series. Cause yeah. then you have, then you have time to look at these defendants because you have defendants who are described by, um, I think it's I, I think it's Abby Hoffman. Is basically you, you've just been drafted because you're the you're the token innocent people that will get, who will probably not get charged with anything. Oh, <laughs> yeah, um, Lee Weiner and John Froemich, friends, I believe that's how it's pronounced. Those characters, yeah, yeah. yeah. I did. I liked that. It was really interesting. Yeah, it's like it's like. Do you know why you're here? It's like, no, we just we just went to one or two rallies. We haven't d- did any, we weren't in charge of anything. See, you're the sympathetic people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. If the jury let you go, they won't feel so bad as convicting us, even yeah. though we've clearly done nothing wrong. Cause it's, yeah. I mean, it, it makes a point. I mean, this was clearly a show trial. Yeah. And um, the, the film goes with it. I mean, I, it's, it's almost like they're being tried in the Soviet union. Mm. It's, it's, it's genuinely terrifying. As, as you say, the judge character personifying this, mm really scary incident in American history um, because the, 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 the whether not you agree with them or not, because I don't think people today appreciate just how much support the Vietnam War actually had at the time. I think there's been a, a strange um, revisionist form of history over the last 50 years, played in part by Hollywood, um, where you, you think everyone in the States was 
vehemently against the conflict. But that's not true, actually. It was, it was quite split down the middle. There were many millions of Americans who were very pro-war, um, even, even in the aftermath, towards the end of it, um, the conflict. So, I mean, it, it, the story is a very complicated one. Um, and, um, I, again, I, I think the film does a very um, admirable job in portraying this. Um, but it, I, I think you're right. It just feels a little bit too... <laughs> it's strange to say an, a movie that's two hours and ten minutes long is rushed, but it does feel rushed at times. They, I, um, yeah, I mean, one of the things is I like the fact they go straight in. It's like you have like the slight start before before the trial begins. So it's basically Joseph Gordon-Levitt's character being told, we want this trial to go ahead. We want and it to I, I love I love those. Those were some of my favourite moments of the film was the, uh, the, um, art, the sort of thing. Uh, how can I describe it? Just the dickery between these... Um, um, government oh, officials. What, what's, it, what's it called? The Attorney General. He's, that's, yeah. That's the, yeah, the two attorney, the, the previous Democrat played by Michael Keaton. Mm. Nice little. I love. I love it when Michael Keaton just pops into a. It's like, oh, hello, Batman. <laughs> How are you today? It's like, I'm here for justice. <laughs> <laughs> um, and yeah, and his um, uh, Republican um, counterpart. Counterpart, yeah, sort of the one who succeeded him after the election. Yeah, so we're, we're British, by the way. So it's uh, although as much as much as I find American politics fascinating, I'm still it's, it's a lot of this story is just generally quite new to me. Another good thing about the film is, although 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 I I don't think the film is great. I, I think it's very very good. I really did enjoy it. I think it um I think it's definitely worth a watch just for the sort of the the, the historical aspect of it and the um because it is an important story and i do think it should be i'm glad it's out there especially the sort of the, the black panther um aspects as well mm. sort of the subplot because i again i had no idea about any of this and i found the way um seal's character was um treated just just appalling the whole bobby seal storyline is very impactful looking up some of these events after the film watching the film these events especially for bobby where he is bound in court, refused counsel, despite the fact his counsel is not available due to le- like legitimate medical reasons. And a heart attack, didn't he? Yeah, um, uh, gallbladder gall surgery. Okay. Oh. And it's like, it's like, surely if this was supposed to be a fair trial of justice, which is all about this amount of which this legal system is supposed to be championing, why is someone being forced into trial without proper representation or the ability to represent themselves is just it's just shocking and the fact it's, that this happened is wrong isn't it? absolutely mind-boggling yeah. and it's, it's definitely his, that subplot is the more disturbing um, yeah because obviously he's the um his experiences are far more brutal compared to the others mm. um just presumably because of the political nature of the Black Panther movement and the sort of the message the authorities wanted to send. Yeah. Um, yeah but, the, um, but the brutality, I mean, what, where this film does work is in its portrayal of police brutality. Again, picking on <laughs> very prescient film. Uh, I mean, he's, it's, it's interesting actually, because um, I, when I watched this film, my, my instincts were that this is a very recent commission because it is tapping into so many, um, so many events that are happening around us over this strange, strange, volatile year. Yeah. But um, Sorkin's actually been working on it for 15 years. So I believe Steven Spielberg was um, of the, quite originally involved with the production mm. back in 2004, 2005. So it just must be a strange coincidence that this is just 
I don't know, just captured the mood of the era so so well. well. This was a DreamWorks film as well. And I think this was destined for cinemas. Well, I think it has also been released in select cinemas, I think in the UK, at least so it can qualify for the award season. I, I will say this. It did feel like a television movie to me at times. I I would be fair. I, I think you're right in that degree. I think it doesn't really feel like there was a, a, a like an, an epic cinematic moment, I suppose. I mean, usually no. these, I mean, usually the the big sort of, the big sort of dramatizations, they would have something. I mean, it's the same with, say, you look at, it's a strange comparison to make, but you look at, say, The Queen. Hmm. The Queen is a TV movie. Oh, yeah. 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 I, so love, here, I love The Queen. Here is, here is an Oscar for it. Yeah. Um, but then you look at some, I mean, it's like, again, it's like, if we're using Spielberg as a reference, British Spies, which we talked about many, many episodes ago, yeah. That feels cinematic because Spielberg is presenting it as a cinematic side of things. Um, I guess because Sorkin has history in TV, especially with the West Wing, I guess it's there are certain bits that just doesn't that that just doesn't shake that TV aesthetic. I suppose. Yeah, it, it, and it's, it's it's kind of frustrating because the, you'd expect this, the, the the confrontations with the you know, the, the um, police uh, when they engage in like horrific acts of police brutality. Mm really despicable actions um it just doesn't i didn't feel it didn't feel as impactful to me as a viewer um as it could have done if it was presented in a, in a less pedestrian manner mm. i feel i feel like this you know, there was a lot of cinematic tools that could have like elevated those moments yeah um it, it's it's just um i mean it was, it was still powerful but i yes. just think it, it could have been it could have been better uh, it just felt a bit I don't know. Safe is the word. It's an unusual. It's a. It's an unusual way of describing what is generally quite horrific scenes. But well, the film doesn't shy away from from those sort of scenes. Obviously, in terms of obviously the the rioting and as well as obviously the, the themes of racism as well and stuff like that. It, the film doesn't shy away from it. But there does seem it's, to be it like it feels like a, yeah. a television docudrama. Yeah, I, I can see where you're coming from on that one. I really do. I think. I think for me, I'm. I would still recommend this film. I think there are certain things that you have. You go straight into the trial at the start of the film, which is great and fine because then basically you're going into it and you're going to learn as you go along. But it kind of just finishes with well, we have a quite we have a period of of trial dates and then we just go straight to the end of the trial and it's like there we go, that's it. It's like I think you'd be more impactful if you went through the whole journey of the court case. Yeah, that's just me um, because. I, I guess there's a, there's an intention of the filmmakers to make it abundantly clear what is ultimately going to happen. Unless you don't know the true life, the the, the story beforehand, you kind of you kind of sense you were kind of still trying to figure out where this was going, and then you just jump forward to the end of the trial, and it's like here we are, it's all over. It's like really, you, yeah, it, kind of, it, it, it feels like it's missing something there. It does feel like there's possibly a lot of scenes on the cutting room floor, you know. Um, going back to our earlier point, I think this would, I think you're right. I think this would have worked a lot better as a, as a, like a three, four part miniseries on HBO or something like that. Um, I don't think this really, this story really lended itself to, um, film. Maybe if it was focused on the protests itself Mm. and then like, you know, with the the truck, as opposed to it being a trial movie with protests, Mm. maybe a protest movie with the trial, if that makes sense. Sort of like flipping the narrative around a little bit. Um, 
Yeah. I mean, it's ultimately. I feel like we're nitpicking a little bit, though. Yeah, I think ultimately yeah. it's, a, it's a very good movie, and it's a very important story, and it's mm. very, very of the now, which is mm. quite yeah interesting. See, this it's a fifty-year-old event being portrayed. I, I, I think um, yeah, the the it's important that we, these stories are told. I just feel like it could have been done better. Okay, okay. Well, um, so. In terms of wrapping this up and, and giving a star rating for this, I think despite my despite those reservations we've had, in, despite the fact that sometimes it doesn't really necessarily feel cinematic or there's not enough room for uh, for the ensemble to really kind of flex its muscle in in key scenes, I'd still say it is worth watching. And I and I I can see this appearing in award season in the future. I don't know if it's going to do well in an award season. I think it would be the odd nod. It'll get the odd nod. I I can't see, I can't see it maintaining a momentum. I mean, I mean a lot. I mean a lot of the reviews have been fairly positive for this film, and the most most people have given it. And I think it's a a rating I would be happy to give this is four stars. I was thinking exactly the same. Yeah. But, um, I think my I think my frustration to this film is the fact that I liked it so much. So it's just you wanted like, more. You wanted, I wanted more. more. I wanted, I wanted more trial. It could have been better. It could have been. <laughs> <laughs> And then, and then um, Judge Abby, and then no, then um, and then Judge Hoffman will turn up and go, no, no, two hours and five minutes is enough. Thank you very much. You think that was the problem? <laughs> Half the film was redacted before we watched it. <laughs> possibly, possibly. Uh, I, will, I will say this again. I, I completely agree. It's like it is a four star movie, and I hope we haven't put people off from our no, our, I hope not criticisms because it is excellent. It's important, mm. and it is. It's generally quite disturbing. <laughs> it's disturbing on the on the level of the police brutality, the the, um, the governmental officials, and the local mm. level. So there's a Chicago corrupt the corruption there, and then you go to the judiciary, and then like, it basically goes all the way up to Nixon, in effect. Um, just the, the level of rot in these uh, institutions that can cause so just uh, it's just it's generally horrific. And it, I'm, I'm glad the story was made I'm glad this film was made I should say I'm glad it's being told now um it's just um oh it just doesn't quite go over the line does it it's not like it's just it's like a few elements away from greatness yeah I think that's I think that's the best result and end of the day Charlie Chicago 7 definitely worth watching it's still recommended from us it's just there's something missing B plus but yeah, it's like a B plus a, a slight A minus for being generous. But still, <laughs> but still, with that being said, it is still worth watching, and it's four stars from us. So, with a verdict given on the trial of the Chicago Seven, we must say goodbye this time on Film Raw. Thank you very much for joining us. Whether you're watching the show on YouTube or listening via a dedicated podcast platform, make sure you subscribe so you get brand new episodes of the show as soon as we release them. You can also contact the show by emailing us at filmraw at bunkerzilla.co.uk. And there's a whole world of monstrous content to explore at bunkerzilla.co.uk. You can read engaging articles and check out more terrific podcasts podcasts from our talented team. And finally, of course, you can follow us on Twitch, Facebook, and Twitter at Bunkerzilla UK. So until next time, stay safe, enjoy your movies. And I've been Ian Bolton, joined by Christian R. Allen. Uh, a beautiful kiss. Keep it cinematic. Adios.